This podcast is brought to you by Glitterati Communications. Learn more about Glitterati at BeGlitterati.com. What's up? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm an artist and a designer and the founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. And this is the Art Pays Me podcast. I love talking to creative people about their business, their successes, their challenges, and how they make the world a better place with their work. Let's get into it. Welcome to a special series of Art Pays Me interviews with the winners of the 2022 Creative Nova Scotia Awards. These awards are presented by Arts Nova Scotia and the Creative Nova Scotia Leadership Council. They are presented annually to celebrate excellence in artistic achievement, notably the Portia White Prize. Winners of the Prix Grand Prix, the Established Artist, Emerging Artist, Indigenous Artist Recognition, and Black Artist Recognition Awards, as well as the Creative Community Impact Award are also honored. Collectively, the awards are worth $75,000. Visit artsns.ca for information on how you can nominate a Nova Scotia-based artist or apply for awards and grants for yourself. These episodes were co-produced by Heist and Kiki Beats. Let's get into my chat with Emerging Artist Award winner, Seamus Gallagher. So, first things first, who are you? What is your artistic medium? Where are you based? And what are your pronouns? Uh, my name is Seamus Gallagher. Uh, I'm a lens-based media artist, so I work in photo, video, and virtual reality mostly. And I am based here in Chibuktuk, uh, Halifax. And my pronouns are they, them. Okay. So I've been experiencing your work a bit. And you say lens-based medium. That's a good way to actually put it because it does encompass a lot of different things. Is there a specific story you're trying to tell with your art? I don't know about uh, necessarily story. Not a lot of my work is narrative driven, okay. but I will say for my art practice, I consume a lot of media. I read a lot, watch a lot of movies, uh, listen to a lot of music, and just try to take influence from a lot of disparate sources. And so what I try to do with my artwork is sort of create my own voice through these sort of wide range of influences mm -hmm. uh, and finding connections between things that seemingly don't have a connection and I think within those threads is where I sort of find a project and create uh, the work that I create. Mm -hmm. So do you find yourself say like watching the Kardashians or something like that and you're just <laughs> obsessing over a little detail and you're like there's art in there? <laughs> Kardashians a uh, hard pass for me personally <laughs> oh, but come on. Uh, you know like uh, drag culture and then All finding right. ways how it co like connects with my interest in like video games. Okay. Uh, yeah Kardashians no but I'm still young. There's still time for me to find influence in that. <laughs> I'm it's a guilty pleasure, Mark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, how does um, like living in Nova Scotia like impact the creation of your work? Because it, it seems like big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of have two answers to that. Okay. The more uh, optimistic side is that the community here. Since I moved here seven years ago, I found everybody to be so supportive and. Uh, so many like artists and mentors have just been so generous with their time and helping me 
uh, work through ideas and also just on the sort of logistical end of being an artist, like helping with grant writing and just giving words of encouragement, letters of support. The maybe more critical answer is that living spe specifically in Halifax, uh, it's very difficult to find space. There is like a rental housing crisis. And mm. so that has impacted my work in just uh, finding appropriate studio space. So for a lot of the times I've sort of shifted into working in a more digital capacity, working with sort mm. of video game engines and virtual reality, because with that context, I can create expansive spaces without actually having the physical <laughs> space. Um, but I'm fortunate to work at Center for Art Tapes here. And uh, during my time off, I can use our project room to create the more large scale work that I want to. So I feel very lucky in my position here. Ah, so that's that's cool. I, I didn't really think of it that way, but I mean, it's a good way to uh, take advantage of digital tools to um, shift your your process. Yeah, it'd be nice if it was out of like a creative inspiration rather than necessity, yeah. but I've made it work so far. <laughs> nice. So you actually mentioned uh, drag culture. Um, do you watch Drag Race? I do watch Drag Race. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm so I'm sort of new to it, and uh, it's the um, there's just an amazing amount of talent that goes in into all of those different levels. Uh, do you have a particular favorite character? Oh, boy. Or uh, person, I should say. Uh, a favorite? I have, I have quite a few. I'm a big fan of Bimini, uh, who's okay. a Drag Race uh, contestant on the UK version. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just such a wide range of talent. Um, yeah. Uh, I definitely take inspiration from, like, the aesthetics that I've seen on that show as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so did you like always know you would be an artist? Is that something you just... I th think so. I feel like the title of artist uh, made me anxious to sort of adopt. Um, like I grew up in Moncton, New Brunswick, which wasn't a city that I necessarily thrived in, uh, I would say. Uh, so in high school, uh, sort of my way of finding like community and way of connecting is through drawing and sort of uploading drawings online and mm -hmm. that sort of like creative practice and also sort of finding spaces online really helped me uh and sort of like solidified what are still like the reasons that i make art today is sort of finding ways of connecting and um getting sort of my own ideas out through like variety of me uh means mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you've been you've gotten like some very interesting uh uh, appreciation of your work recently and a lot of like just you're exhibiting in crazy spaces like, <laughs> does that come back and feel like rewarding like you made the right choice or did you ever have any second guesses it's definitely been validating uh, I just got to show, see my work at the National Gallery last week uh, which feels surreal uh, so appreciative of it uh, very proud also just like some built-in anxiety sure. in sort of showing work uh, in that sort of location. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I like still struggle with imposter syndrome. Uh, and yeah, I've throughout the years, while I shouldn't rely on external validation, the sort of like stamps of approval has definitely helped me regain confidence in my work. Mm. And it's very appreciated. Right. Um, is there a particular piece of work that you're proud of? I would say the work that I'm most proud of is one I did immediately after graduating NASCAD in 2019. Okay. It was my first video work. It was called Thinking of You, Thinking of Me. And 
Uh, I was lucky enough to be commissioned for it by Julia McMillan, a local curator for Art in the Open, a festival in PEI. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just like a summation of a lot of ideas that I had worked through over the past few years and sort of a continuation of all of the sort of work I've done throughout my undergrad. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that was the first one where I pushed myself. It was the first time I worked in video and it was the first time I hired people to actually work behind the camera, which was a terrifying uh, experience <laughs> for me. But fortunately, I found people that were uh, really uh, like technically very helpful, but also just really wonderful support system to work with. So uh -huh. yeah, I still look back on that one fondly. Do you ever find yourself like in a situation where like, God, I just want to focus in on photography or I want to focus in on this or are you kind of always um, multidisciplinary in that way? Yeah, uh, multidisciplinary is a good way of putting it. I was going to yeah. say like all over the place. I just, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things interest me and I sort of do a lot of research and like figuring out what ideas I'm trying to work through and mm -hmm. then during that process, finding out what kind of medium best fits it. Uh, but honestly, throughout like any medium I work with, there's always like a connection with video game engines and like 3D modeling uh, and just my entire like tool set, essentially. Mm -hmm. What kind of video games uh, take, are you influenced by? Uh, I was a very big fan of RuneScape growing up, which is like uh, a lower end World of Warcraft type okay. game. Yeah, uh, it was like an interesting sort of it's like social development for me when I was like 12 uh, and playing these online games, but it was also just like an interest in that sort of fantastical uh, idea of like being whatever you want to be uh, throughout video games. Yeah. Huh. That's, yeah, I can, okay, I can see the connection now. Yeah, okay. Um, so I guess with that said, like, can you give me some insight into your creative process and how that like, uh, how do you decide, this is going to be a photo, this is going to be something else, this is going to be... <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> uh, so it always starts with, like, uh, the creative process is more, like, a very dry research period. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just be on my laptop at, like, Java Blend or Ramblers just working. And that can last, like, months and months before I sort of uh, read enough essays and, like, make enough connections where I feel like uh, I have a good starting point to figure out what my next project will be. And then I sort of work on more uh, the sort of technical computer side of like generating visuals that excite me using sort of video game engines like Unity. Um, I do a lot of like sculpting in VR, which is a nice way of sort of working through oh, cool. creating things with, uh, I don't know, like a easy way of experimenting with new sort of visual aesthetics. And uh, then I just try to find connecting points between my research and the things I'm creating and get to work on usually like building a set is something that is like um, pretty consistent throughout all of the work I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So before we started recording, you mentioned that you destroy some of the materials that you create <laughs> in your process. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. If I had like a mansion, I wouldn't do that. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. It's a storage issue. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, at the best of times, I work with quite large scale, like I'll uh, sort of create these paper model costumes for myself uh, with the full intention of the end result being like a photo or a video. So once I'm done filming or recording, uh, I just don't have the space to justify keeping it. So mm. down in the recycling bin it goes. 
Uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I uh, keep all of the sort of digital files, so there is always the opportunity to recreate it, but yeah. it also takes a lot of work and a lot of time, so right. yeah, <laughs> not right. ideal. So with um, like the social media and the way it's impacting the art world today, do you ever feel pressure based on um, how people react to certain work to say, maybe I should make more of that? That uh, was a very big problem I had because, uh, again, like when I first started making work was in high school, just mm -hmm. sort of uploading drawings to Tumblr. And there was always that connection of like uh, audience engagement versus mm -hmm. work I'm making. Fortunately, as I've sort of developed more as a professional artist and as the sort of algorithm seen more and more narrowed in on very niche ways of making, like through reels and video content, uh, I've sort of lost any interest in caring. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it feels a lot healthier uh, to sort of hide the like counts and not focus on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's, it's a tough thing to, um, to shake for a lot of people. Uh, have you found that uh, as you lean more into what matters to you as an artist, things are sort of coming together? more yeah i have definitely given myself much more breathing room than just how long it takes to create things especially yeah. the past two years uh try not to beat myself up over like just sort of churning out content mm -hmm. <laughs> like as quickly as possible uh i've definitely given myself room to sort of allow for like a year or two for a project to develop yeah and that'd be okay cool so um do you like listen to music or anything particular while you're working? Yeah, obsessively. Uh, uh, never not. I think while I'm like doing research, I always listen to a lot of like ambient music, uh, yeah. just something to sort of have in the background that doesn't overwhelm me. Uh, when I'm working late nights, sort of filming or recording, uh, a lot of disco. Okay. That's my go-to. Yeah. Yeah, that would be exactly that. That, that would that fit. It, yeah. 2 a.m. I just need like something to keep me going and disco yeah. is usually it. Yeah. Is there anything else you like to surround yourself with? In, in? Uh, privacy. My own space is oh. uh, usually how I work best. Um, yeah. Ideal scenario in the project room by myself, uh, pot of coffee and Diana Ross. That's, okay. uh, that's the usual ideal creative practice for me. Are you the type that likes to have people come in and give feedback before you put something out? I wish I could say yes, but no. I know. I take it very personally. Uh, me too. I, I wish I could, but I just like, I like. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like uh, shaking thinking about it. Yeah, it's like, it, this is, you're getting what you're getting. Really? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, what does this award mean for you? This got to be cool. Uh, it's, it's a real, really flattering. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, I'm just really, I feel supported by the community here. And I think this award is just a sort of another proof of that. And uh, yeah, I'm just really honored uh, knowing, especially the emerging winner last year, Carrie Allison is a friend of mine oh, that I really look up to. Nice. And so it feels really nice to uh, win it the year after her. Um, one thing I forgot to ask you is... Oh. So you're from the Moncton originally. How does uh, living in Nova Scotia, like as an artist, impact your work? Uh, I will say this is the first time I found, at the risk of sounding a bit corny, like a community here. Okay. Uh, and yeah, really just like having 
friends and colleagues that I can relate to on like a personal and like creative level is something with respect to Moncton that I didn't experience there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think just having that sort of supportive environment, I don't know where I'd be without it. Right. It's, uh, yeah, can't really be understated. Okay. And um, if you uh, could think of like your big aspirations that you have for the future, what would they be? I think as long as I can keep pushing myself, uh, I worry that at a certain point I might just get complacent and mm. regurgitate work that I've already done. Uh, but if I can like have the opportunity and space to still experiment with new ideas, new projects, new ways of working, that's the dream for me. Love it. Thanks for listening to this special episode of Art Pays Me. Just a little reminder, visit artsns.ca to nominate a Nova Scotia-based artist and make sure you apply for a little something-something for yourself. And another shout-out to the wonderful people at Heist and Kiki Beats for making these interviews possible. Thank you for listening to Art Pays Me. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. You can find more of his music on YouTube. If you got anything out of this, please rate, review, or leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening. You can find out more about Art Pays Me at artpaysme.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. I'm at Art Pays Me on all of those platforms. With that, we're out. Peace.